This podcast is supported by HealthGenYZ, an organization that advocates for young adults in their physical, mental, social, and financial health. Is this coronavirus impacting you financially? Please share your voice with us by participating in our latest coronavirus survey. To show our appreciation for your participation, in this survey, you'll be entered into a drawing to win a $10 cash gift card. Up to 20 participants will have a chance to win a $10 cash gift card. We understand that may not be a lot to some, but during these economic hardships, a little bit can go a long way. Go to the link in the podcast episode description or go to healthgenyz.com and complete the survey. And most importantly, let your voice be heard. Please support our sponsors by taking the survey to make this show possible. Tuition, I believe, is $55,000. And then um, room and board will cost you about $15,000 to $17,000 if you want to live on campus. My gosh. Okay. (laughs) So you could be, so out of pocket, it's about seventy dollars to $72,000 to go to a school like USC. that 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 sticker price is very daunting. Did you feel like um, it was worth it? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Privileged Black Kids with your host Kendall Camp. In this episode, I have on somebody who has experiences that really are right for this podcast episode. Um, really talking about the effects of attending a private school and the pros and cons of it. Was it good for him? Was it bad? Kind of just unpacking like all his thoughts and experiences. Um, he actually throughout elementary school and middle school attended public schools and then went to a private school in the Bay Area, then ended up transferring to USF studying history and then transferred to USC to, you know, really find his passion within filmmaking. Um, also, too, we talked a lot about USC, I think just because obviously like the brand name and what USC stands for is and, you know, what they've done with their alumni and just, you know, media and within the media industry like it's kind of just a thing to talk about oh i want to go to usc and you know do the film school thing but also kind of the concept of elitism um it's something that we've talked before about on this podcast especially with um greater institutions in a sense you know we have all these college rankings which i don't always agree with but they then to kind of tend to get people to be more elitist and think their ego is big and how they are and you know um, the guest that we have on today, Ellis is not one of those people, but kind of uncovering like his thoughts about attending USC and, you know, his, his outcome from that. Um, also we talked a lot kind of about the pros and cons of private schools, like kind of unpacking, you know, what he felt actually helped him and what didn't, especially as a black man going to, you know, a private school. Typically when we think of private schools, you don't think of black people going there, you know, especially if you're on the West coast, you know, that stuff. I remember I got to Morehouse and, I would hear people saying, oh, yeah, I went to private school here, here, here. I'm just like, you have you went to a private school and you have black friends. Like, to me, that's just a thing that like unless you're an athlete, like that stuff does not happen. So kind of unpacking that was interesting. Also, we talked about kind of lastly being yourself and being OK with the way you talk, um, especially if you're black, you're black today in America. If you talk a certain way, people will say, oh, you're too, you're well spoken or you talk white, which is like. I'm not trying to curse right now, but you guys get the gist. It's really, it can be idiotic. But we kind of talked about that, Leslie, and just, you know, really being okay with yourself. Um, if you're listening right now, show me that you're tuned in by taking a screenshot and posting your Instagram stories that you're listening to the Privileged Black Kids Podcast. Make sure to tag our official Instagram pages at Privileged Black Kids Podcast. Again, at Privileged Black Kids Podcast. I'll put the names to those in the description. Um, I also, I wanted to give a big shout out to Ella Sutton for coming on this podcast. You know, it really means a lot for him to just come on and kind of, you know, talk with me. Um, lastly, you know, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to hear more content of Privileged Black Kids and give a rate and review if you like this podcast as well. Make sure to share with all your family and friends and DM me on Instagram for any feedback. Um, again, just honestly, thank you guys so much for love and support. And here's another episode of Privileged Black Kids. What's up, y'all? This is another episode of Privileged Black Kids with your host, Kendall Camp. And today I'm with Ellis Sutton. Um, Ellis, man, like, how have you been doing? I've been good. I've been good trying to survive in this global pandemic, as we all are. But um, I've been good. I've been good. That's great. Honestly, um, so the way I got this podcast episode, because sometimes my listeners are like, how do you get this person on? And I do say in the intros, I actually, uh, for some people who have listened beforehand, I had my friend Mariah on Luther on the episode, and I believe Mariah posted it, and then her friend Madison said, "Hey, 
I have this dude who goes to USC. He's lived in the Bay. He has like a great experience, green experiences with the media. He knows a lot about like just kind of being a black man in America. And, he, and, he, and she was like, yeah, he'd be a great person to be on the episode. So I was like, all right, bet. Like, let me see what I can do. Like, I'm trying to always plan out my episodes. And during quarantine, I think I was like looking through my DMs and I was like, let's try it. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. So honestly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast episode. Cause like we never met in person and it just real means a lot. Yeah, of course, man. I was really excited to uh, get the message. And um, as soon as I found out about it, yeah, as soon as I found out about your podcast, I looked it up, you know, I was like, oh, this is really great, you know, for great space for for people like us, you know, so I was like, I want to contribute. I'm, I'm a people like us. So I want to yeah. contribute. <laughs> nah, I got you. So I guess, you know, like my first question is like more growing up, you know, what was it like growing up in San Jose? And really shifting over to with that question, like, what was it like attending a, attending a private school in the Bay Area? Yeah, yeah. So um, San Jose, well, where I grew up, specifically in San Jose, there's, um, I never grew up with a lot of Black people, to be honest. Like, I, uh, where in my neighborhood, there's a lot of Asians, to be honest. There's like yeah. um, Vietnamese folks. And so I went to I went to um, public school, kindergarten through middle school, and and I was always a minority. I could always like count the the number of black kids in, in my classes, mm-hmm. um, and we were always like we are always friends too. I was always friends with the other black kid in the class, and then um, and then when I got to high school, it was very different because I went. I was still the minority, but instead of predominantly Asians, I it was predominantly white people. And I, and I never like seen that many white people before yeah. to be gone. It was like, I was kind of like looking forward to it a little bit. I was like, hmm, I wonder what, I wonder what white people are like. So like, it was definitely a, a different experience. And um, in San Jose, you know, because it's such a, it's, it's definitely more residential. I would consider it probably like slower because it's like not San Francisco, you know, it definitely, um, mm. I, I felt felt very domesticated, you know, and I and I and I never I didn't grow up in like the hood, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I where where we live where we live like it's a pretty pretty nice area. Um, now you drive it you drive down the freeway, you know you might you might you might you might run into some places where you probably don't want to be, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but where where I'm at, you know, it, it's it's always it's always been been a great place to like just just grow up and and going to going to high school um especially from going to going from a, a public school to a private school I, I I did notice like not only did I not really know anybody there because I was like the only one from my public school but it was mm-hmm. there I felt like there was a big learning curve like I felt like I although I did really well in middle school um I just felt like everyone was smarter than me in private yeah. school. Like I, that's why I just felt like, and so, um, and I didn't realize like what I, I I always thought it was like. I always thought it was something that that I was doing, but maybe it wasn't necessarily something that I was doing, and maybe just I didn't I didn't I didn't feel prepared enough for the learning curve that I that I ultimately got got under. But it was definitely a transition that it didn't seem like a lot of my friends ever had to experience. Yeah. So the high school that you went to, it was, it was, how do you say it? Beller, Bellarmine. I don't want to mess it up. Bellarmine. Bellarmine College Prep. Okay. So I guess like for yourself, what was, what was the difference between attending a private school in high school and then first attending a public school? Like what were the differences? Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was really, it was really different. Um, besides the demographic, besides the demographic changes, um, the, the, the biggest change was going from a um, was going from a, a co-ed co-ed school to um, in a, an all boys school, and so um, mm, okay, yeah, it was uh, it was very it was uh, not seeing girls was definitely a uh, was definitely a, tr- a transition. So but, you did, you uh, like the- you didn't like it at first because like just having no girls like in high school. Oh, I thought no things. I thought I wouldn't like it, but I actually liked it a lot. Like I actually in, enjoy enjoyed not needing to worry about that because I'm like, you know, when you're when you're that that age, you know, you kind of you're 
you care you're making you care dumb about decisions girls, right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i didn't have to worry about any of that and so so that was that was probably the biggest the biggest uh change going doing that but the other thing was um the kids were smarter like the kids were the kids were smarter and um not this, not not that there were dumb kids at my uh my my other school but i just the range of when i was in public school you know the, there was there was like the range from people who were you know probably probably just going to finish high school and probably be done or barely finish high didn't even finish high school you know yes like 16 and pregnant type folks on that yeah kind yeah of I, I got you versus mm-hmm. you know and and then the really really smart kids too who were like they're gonna they're off gonna go to places and so in that there was a ra- big range of that in a public school whereas my 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 private school like I every everyone's going to college so like that wasn't even a thing there was at my high school like we have a 99 percent graduation we had a 99 super graduation I believe 94 percent of all of our everyone in my class went to a four-year university so mm-hmm. that that sort of pressure of like it wasn't a, it wasn't about if you're going to college about where are you going to school and so I, I I knew that ultimately I was going to go to college so that didn't necessarily like bother me but but I see it every day you know and 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 having those kind of conversations with my classmates was very different than whenever I go back and, and visit you know um, so my other friends who I met who I, I would see in high school or I met in middle school you know we didn't necessarily have those kind of conversations all the time so it was very it was very much a different shift. In, in what I've noticed personally yeah. from a public school or private school. The private school that you was at, and especially like being in the Bay Area, which we all know is like a big center, it's a big hub for technology, innovation, entrepreneurship, taking risk. And of course, like trying to, I guess, make the world a better place, but also trying to get your money, get your bread. Um, the kids that you were with in high school, what were the careers that they aspired to do? What were the schools that they really want to go to? Like, what was the conversations on a day to day? Yeah, um, kids are really smart. Mo- a lot of kid, a, a lot of kids who who came from my from my school, you know, a lot of them went into finance, or engineering, or medical, um, or accounting. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really meet. I didn't really meet any too many people in other career fields. And, and, you know, I also have to think about what my friend's parents are doing. And, and, and you look at the parents and they all have very similar careers as that. They have a career in finance. They have a career in accounting. They, they're, they're entrepreneurs. They're business-minded bankers. Um, they're engineers. Like they're, they're, they're doing things that, you know, my, my friend's, would aspire to do and so there really there wasn't a whole lot of deviation Mm -hmm. and um do you think that do you think that i wouldn't say hurt creativity but did you see do you have friends who said i really want to pursue media or art or fashion and their parents like yeah like we're not gonna have you doing that like what like what was like did it was that ever a conversation or just kids like kept pushing I mean i I mean i can speak for myself but i could also like speak for smoke i have friends who have a strong creative bug but because of the environment they grew up in that they never saw that as like a viable thing to pursue and and me myself too like when I was when I was in high school I took a film class and it was always because I like watching movies like I didn't I never cared about turning this into a career and any of that like I was just like I just like it and then it wasn't until I got to USC where I'm surrounded by a lot of like more creatives, more filmmakers, more of that, that I started to sort of think about this as a viable career option. And so I feel like growing up in the, in the Bay area, you don't see it a lot. So it's, it mm-hmm. doesn't really necessarily like inspire you not. And I know for sure, like if I didn't go to USC, I wouldn't have probably thought about pursuing a creative career. I probably would have done something more standard, like, all my other friends who came. From yeah, my, I got my high you. School. Okay, I guess so. My question is because I actually want to go a little bit back before USC. I know you attended UCSF, and you actually like started off studying history. Yeah, USF. Yep. Yeah, I guess 
USF, my fault. I said UCSF. I'm totally messed the up. Medical now. school. But, <laughs> yeah, medical like sometimes, you know, you deal with like the California school system, bro. It's, it's like, like there's like so the many SF schools. State, USF, UCSF. They're all the acronyms. I get it. I get it. One yeah. of the reasons why I went to USC, too, to people would stop getting the acronym messed up. But <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I got you. USF. I, so I guess, how did that, like, how did that happen? Like, why did you pick the school? Why do you study history? Because you obviously you made a switch. Like, what was, what happened at that point in your life? Yeah. Um, the plan was to go to law school and I was going to, I was going to go to law school and I was going to start a, uh, eventually I was going to make, make the big bucks I hoped and at least make some decent money and then eventually start a nonprofit towards helping out people in education. Cause I care a lot about education. So that was so that's how that ended up happening so that's why I picked history because I was also like I was also thinking to myself well what major can I pick where I'm not going to completely hate it and I I still I still enjoy history a lot um I learned a lot from all my history courses that I've ever taken and I didn't hate history you know I I enjoyed I loved I loved U.S. history I loved African-American history specifically um so that's kind of ultimately why I ended up picking history. And so when I transferred to USC actually as a history major. So I didn't actually like go into the film school immediately. And so it was still the plan. Like I'm gonna, it was just a different school. Like I'm still gonna go, still gonna, you know, go to law school and, and go off, do my thing. And then um, it wasn't until, it wasn't until like I had this roommate who was in the film school and he just brought out like that, that, oh yeah, that 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 passion for wanting to, create and be creative and everything like that and that's how it ended up happening but the seeds were been planted from from the jump like I've been I've been I've been doing creative stuff since I've been a little kid and and high school I got to take I got to take a few creative classes and even my first year USF in college I got to take an independent film class like because I just enjoyed it. it wasn't it like I said it was never because like I'm doing this as a potential career in film I just liked it, just liked it, you know. So, mm. so the, the 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 seeds have been set from for a while, and so it was ultimately that push of the film school being right there, and the opportunity being right there, and being in LA and seeing all these jobs and opportunities. I was like, okay, I think I can do this, you know. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna attempt to do it. Yeah, now that's dope. Yeah, I guess even too when you when you transfer to USC. What are the differences between USF and what was that like just being within not just Hollywood, but being at kind of the premier school for entertainment and media and building up your brand and your career? Like what are the differences that you noticed? Oh man, it was um it was nine day and, and kind of going, you know, to our conversation about about public school versus private school is 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 like the one the one biggest thing that I notice about. USC as a public institution, as a private institution, I'm sorry, USC, I didn't mean to do you like that, um, is our rivals across town, who we, who, who's, who's, are talking about UCLA? The acronym we're not going to mention on this podcast. Um, I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm a big UCLA fan just because of basketball. I was a big Lonzo (laughs) fan growing up. So I'm not even going to hold you, but yeah, but go on. My cousin went to UCLA, so I get it. I get it. Um, that was actually one why I want to go lost in the first place. But um, but uh, I just I really feel like as as Trojans, um, there there's that there's that connection that that we all have. Like, oh, you went to USC. Oh, I went to USC. Here, you wanted an opportunity. Here, you get an opportunity. You know, it's like it's like there's a there's a little there's a little like thing that like threads us all together. Whereas I know people who went to sorry to crap on UCLA, but I know people who went to UCLA and, you know, it doesn't, doesn't like mean like that, that Bruin thing doesn't like tie people together. And, and, um, and I, and I benefit a lot from ha- from feeling like I had sort of a bigger sense of community that I really got out of going to a school like USC. And that, and that's the other, and that's one of the bigger reasons why I went to USC from USF because um, I didn't feel Ultimately, I didn't feel that sense of community, that pride that everyone had to to want to go to this school. I loved going to school in San Francisco. I really loved, enjoyed going to school in that city. But the school itself, like people, like I just met a lot of students that just didn't want to go there. I'm like, I don't want to spend four years going to a school where no one wants to be here. So it's like, I'm going to gonna leave too. And so ultimately, that's that's that was one of the bigger reasons why I, I left it. 
that's his most that's the most anti-usf i'll go i really did enjoy my time there um, i enjoyed it more when i realized i was gonna i was gonna be there but um but that's why i did it because like i i, I really what i really got out of usc and even even going into film there is it's just a strong sense of community that i didn't necessarily got i didn't necessarily like get at, at at the university of san francisco and and being in la and like it just benefit it's so it's so beneficial like to pursue to pursue a career in film i used to think it didn't matter i really thought like it didn't matter like whatever but but the proximity does does kind of matter a little bit especially when trying to meet more like-minded people you know like i could have probably found a camera and picked up a camera and probably started shooting stuff here in la but i wouldn't have been able to find all my great friends who i've been able to make really great really great work with you know yeah. like because we had classes together because they were doing it too you know because because um because they had similar goals and aspirations you know like we and there was more of us we strengthened numbers whereas i would have yeah. struggled to find people like that up here and when i did i probably would have held on to them but you know it 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 definitely benefited me a lot by going to that school in los angeles yeah it definitely really speaks to that network too of course, be in an industry of interest, but be in the hub, be in the Mecca, being able to, like I said, like you can go to LA and do things, but it's different when you have that network and you know people, like there's a lot of people who try to go to LA and try to get in the media entertainment industry and they know no one. And they're like, yo, it's tough to break in. But a lot of times it's like, it's the relationships. Who do you know? How can you get this and this done? And, you know, it's hard to kind of just, it's almost like me trying to go to the Valley Silicon Valley and trying to do things within tech, but not having a network. You can try to do it, but it helps out a lot more when you have those relationships built in place. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And um, and that's why I think I benefited from going to um, film school because like I said, if I just took a camera and I just went out to LA and I just tried to do something, you know, I um, could have worked, you know, potentially, but um, what, what benefited me from going to, um, SC film school was the fact that you know like I had it was a literally a built-in network like I want to make a movie you know I, I have a classmate who also wants to make a movie okay let's make a movie together and and there wasn't that pressure of you know where of like trying to trying to make it out in Hollywood we were just friends we were just trying to like do stuff Learn to just together. have fun yeah exactly exactly and you don't and in that and that only not only comes with with that kind of environment but it's it's not cheap now that's the thing about private school it's not cheap yeah can you so. um and tell me if i'm wrong isn't i'm trying to like put usc tuition and room board together does it get to like 70k is it around yeah. there is it more that's am it. i like am i off like what is it like give the range for the people who don't know to to tuition i believe is fifty five thousand dollars and then um, room and board will cost you about fifteen to seventeen thousand dollars if you want to go my, live on campus. My gosh! So, okay. <laughs> so you could be so out of pocket. It's about seventy to seventy-two thousand um, dollars to go to a school like USC. Um, that 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 sticker price is very daunting. Did you feel like um, it was worth it? Well, here's the thing: the the Yes, because I didn't actually have to pay to go to USC. I got I got a lot of aid and a lot of scholarship money to be able to go to that school. So I was fortunate that I got to leave USC debt free. Um, wow, that's amazing. That's honestly that's a blessing to leave USC with no debt. Like that's that's, yeah, that's a I, blessing, man. I look I look at I look at my degree sometimes and 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 and, and I'm like wow that's a very expensive piece of paper <laughs> yeah um but but it goes but but to be honest to be honest with you like if 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 money was an issue i would have a lot of like serious questions on whether or not you know this is actually ultimately worth it for me um uh, because i don't think i don't think for a for a creative you know i don't think there's a, there's a clear-cut answer on whether or not school is is the way to go um yeah like is going into sums of debt you know going to be ultimately worth it into your own career trajectory i think it really depends on the individual and the circumstance um 
But one thing I will say about just going to college in general is, is if you want it, if you want to have a job, like you want to have some form of like stable career option, your best bet is going to college because they, a lot of recruiters will recruit out of, out of college. So, so they'll come to your university and try to meet people like you or university will give you job blasts or you'll meet, you'll meet other students who, who can give you opportunities because of the fact that you're all in college, whereas you're not in college, you know, you can, there, they might, there might be some programs you can sign up for, which they exist few and far between. Um, It's just, it's just a little bit harder to get that kind of stable um, job opportunity. If you're not, if you don't go to college, regardless of like what school you go to. Um, And that's something that I didn't necessarily have to, you know, worry about, but I did see the tangible, the tangible difference between like the fact that I, I got, I got to go to USC and, and the opportunities that I got specifically because I went to USC versus me doing this on my own, you know? Yeah, no, that that's real. I mean, seeing, and like I said, I really want to hit more on the point where you said like being a creative, like there's no actual answer, um, especially now to where the media industry is always evolving and changing. And then you have this thing now, of course, with the pandemic, it's like, I've heard a lot of film students say like, I don't know if this is worth it right now if I'm doing this all from home. Like there's, there's you have to grapple with like what actually makes sense or what's best for you. And even too in an industry to where it's now weird to where kids like they're popping off on YouTube and like popping off as right. like TikTok stars and they're making good or really decent money from it. And it's like, yo, like, is this education going to help me get to like where I want to go? I would say though, I've noticed too is like if when you're a creative or you know really an entrepreneur too at the same time money can go up and down like depending on what you're doing and what you're in and if you do have like a stable option to get to a whether NBC Universal or a Warner Media or you can do something that can like hold you down that's a good thing because like us like we both said being a creative and doing media within college you really have no idea what you're doing you don't know like the actual outcome like you can say like I want to go here there but like you got to be open. You know what I mean? Right. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that's, and that's the, the, the biggest thing about, about it, because if you want to pursue, if you want to do something on your own, you know, you don't need school. Like, you know, I don't, I don't need school to, to learn things. Like I could, I could go on YouTube and learn how to, in fact, a bulk, I, I can definitively say the bulk of everything I've learned in terms of what makes my work, my work, I've learned yeah. it on my own. Mm-hmm. Most of that. I've learned a few of it from school, but most of it I learned on my own. And so like, can I justify, you know, spending 280 to $280,000 on, you know, like 25% of everything I know and, and a bunch of friends, you know, I don't know if <laughs> I can necessarily, I don't know if I can necessarily like say that, but, but sort of going back to the idea that you kind of, that you have to have sort of an entrepreneurial mindset you have to know that um, that there are there are like there are there are like you know valleys you know and yeah. hills and and um, and that's sort of like the that's sort of like being a creative is it's not it's not that most of the time it's not that nine to five you know that, I mean if you want to, if you want that nine to five in in that field go to go to school you know meet a recruiter. Um, yeah. get a job go go to work at NBC go court but if you if you have like bigger aspirations than that you know at some point you have to sort of go out there and and figure out what the what the world looks like and um and it's a scary place it's a very scary place you know yeah I mean I kind of love everything you're saying more just kind of like on the media aspect and being a creative and I definitely feel that a lot of times um I I want to kind of shift over a little bit and speak more, not really just about USC. I want to time UCLA because honestly, it's so funny hearing you guys speak about each other. I'm only saying this because um, I had my friend Josie on the podcast. She uh, she's from the Valley, Central Valley. Um, mm-hmm. Went to yeah, she actually went to a private school herself in high school, and then I believe she went to UConn and then transferred to USC. And like, I brought up UCLA just on some like just messing around, and she went like straight defensive, like, oh my god, like 
why do you want to go to UCLA? I'm just like, yo, I don't know. Like, I like Westwood and I'm a Lonzo Ball fan. Like, you know what I mean? And um, just seeing her, like, her passion and get defensive about stuff was, it was fascinating. But I wanted to talk about more, and I'm sure this is a conversation, is the college scandal that happened, I guess, now about two years ago with um, yeah. basically what happened is people paying their way into schools like USC, Harvard, UCLA, doing things of that nature. I guess at the time, like, what were your thoughts about that? Were there conversations with your friends? Like, it's being a USC student, somebody who actually was able to get a great amount of financial aid in different uh, ways to fund your schooling. How do you feel when you hear certain people are paying their way into USC? Yeah, um, I actually have, I think I probably have a relatively unpopular opinion on the topic, to be honest. Okay. Um, because... I think one one thing to preface it by saying my perspective is coming from a student who already goes to USC. So personally, like I'm getting mine, you know, I'm getting my education. I'm good. I'm one of 45,000 students who are at university. Right. Um, but anyway, as I go into all that, when it happened, I was like, I was like, well, I feel like we already knew this. Right. We already knew kids were paying their way into to universities. Yeah. Right. Like. This is this is a scandal. Like I thought, I thought we knew about this, but um, but when I um, when it happened, when when I learned about what was going on, I start. What was bothering me the most was how they ended up trying to like cheat, cheat the system in order to in order to give their kids an advantage that they did not necessarily earn. Because the truth is, man, like if you want to go to school like USC. You know, like if you don't get in, if you don't get in as a freshman, go to a go to a JC, get your grades up, go to it as a sophomore, or go go to a JC. You know, get your grades for two years. You can go to it. You can go to it as a junior, or you can go to UCLA or Cal. Right? Like, there's you could you could literally have graduated from high school D's, and then go to a JUCO Killed for one JC. year. Yeah, exactly. And then you can go off to you can go off to USC. And, and, and so anyway, I'm saying all that because like the avenues to go to school like that are, 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 are numerous. You don't have, you don't have to drop $150,000 or 200 yeah. grand to, to, to cheat your way like that. But, but the unpopular opinion on it that I have is I have nothing personally speaking, I have nothing against a family who is donating to the university where the resources benefit the university as a whole. And, you know, they might have, they might have a kid or two that yeah. maybe, maybe they're on, maybe they're on the cusp, but because they, because they're, because their resources like benefit, I, I, as a student myself, like I wouldn't be mad that they're like two of, like I said, two of 20,000, you know, I've, I've, I don't, I, I've met kids who I don't feel like, you know, they don't seem like the smartest kid, but they're still they're still at USC. So anyway, yeah. I I I don't necessarily have a problem with parents um, contributing to the university as a whole, and and if it's and it might benefit their students, then that then so be it. But uh, I do have a problem with parents paying money to to bribe people who work at the university or bribe people who are working with like the, ed the university administrators, consultants, and right? Stuff? Yeah, right. And and getting and and getting their kids in through the athletics track because obviously your grades don't have to be as high if you want to get in through the athletic track when your kid has no has no you know reason to to be doing that right you're 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 getting a spot you're 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 getting a spot from someone who actually has those talents who actually would benefit from that opportunity and I do have a I do have a problem with that particularly but but yeah that's kind of a hot take because a lot I know a lot of people in my position would probably say like, no, you should not, you shouldn't pay your way in at all. Like that shouldn't be a thing, but I'm, mm -hmm. but I, I guess, I guess I just have a different opinion because like, I know for me, like the reason why I'm able to go even go to a school like USC or even go to my high school, like Bellarmine was because there are some, there are some rich people who said, Hey, I want to, I want to donate back to the university. And it's because mm -hmm. of people like that. I got the opportunities. I got the scholarship that I received. Like, so yeah. I know I personally benefit from people who have more philanthropic, you know, mindsets. And so I'm not going, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to get mad at those folks if they if they if they do things like that. But um, I could see how I could see how my opinion isn't necessarily the most popular one. Um, yeah. But it's it's but I, I know I benefited from it, so I'm like, so I can't really I can't really say I can't really say like you know, that's so like a terrible 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 concept for me at least. Yeah, <laughs> but that, I don't know. Do you what, have a? What are you gonna say? What do you think? What do you think about that though? I I, I don't run it. I don't run that by many people because I know I know it's a little bit. Yeah. Um, so funny enough, I've talked about it before on my podcast episode when I did have my friend Josie on and my boy Josh. Josh goes to Chico State. Like mm-hmm. I said, Josie goes to USC and I go to Morehouse, which is historically black college and it's private. Yep. And we all had our different like thoughts because we actually all had different opinions. Like my boy Josh was like, we don't really care. We were at Chico. We were doing our thing. Eh. Josie, my friend goes to USC. She was like, we already knew this happened. Like, this is this is LA. This is USC. This is people where they network and try to make money and have a career. And of course, like there's certain people that pay their ways to pay their way in. Right. From my perspective, like being at HBCU, being at Morehouse College, it wasn't more that I was surprised. We already knew it was happening. A lot of times for me, it actually started getting into more how this affects people in the jobs they get and the internships they get. Because we both know corporations have these things called target schools and when you go to a target school you're a lot more likely to have a recruiter talk to you and help you out with either your resume or getting internship or just being in an ecosystem to where it's feasible you you can actually achieve that right and i'm sitting here at morehouse like all right yeah that's normal people pay their way in to school whatever way they got to get it but it's like, man, there might be a kid that actually gets in that didn't deserve it. And then probably has like not even that good of a resume or actually has the skills to do what I, what maybe I can do. And they get an right. internship because they had their mom and pa- dad play. It's like, eh, like mm. I don't, I don't really mess with it. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's not cool. But in a sense, like I know nothing's fair. Um, but it's weird because like, like I said, like being at HBCU, especially a lot of times we're told like we're in high school is that you got to go to the PWIs. You got to go to the, 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 the big schools. And in my sense, it's like, like, nah, like I want to go to Morehouse. I want to be in Atlanta. I want to be around black people. I want to actually learn from my peers and do as much as I can. And sometimes what happens is we get pissed off is when people say, oh, you don't get corporate opportunities. You're not going to get fellowships. And I'm looking at them like, what? Like I got internships at NBC Universal, CNBC, Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that my institution like didn't help me get to where I'm at. So a lot of yeah. times it's kind of like this divide to where it's like, yeah, like it's going to happen for people that pay themselves in. But I just, I hope, I hate when it kind of goes over into like recruiting and internships and full-time jobs because that there's somebody spot that deserves that. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about as to why it benefits to go to a school like USC, you know, and to get those kind of opportunities. Um, and, um, and you know what, you're absolutely right. And, and, um, and I'm not, I don't want to shift the conversation too much away from what we're talking about now, but there is, but going to a, going to a school like mine, especially a school where there's just a lot of wealth, you just, it's wealthy, um, yeah. wealthy kids, like, the opportunities that college has specifically for those types of kids are just not always the opportunities that someone who doesn't come from a wealthy background um, would, I guess what I'm trying to, I guess what I'm really trying to say is like, those kids don't need to go to school. Like, like I'm, I like those kids don't need college. For, for yeah, like some of like the like best, I, the best who already have the family have like a great network and great connections. Like they could get into a job without their degree. Right, a hundred percent. And I, I've, I've had friends, or I, I, at least I know of peers whose first jobs they got because their parents gave them, gave them the opportunity, or they had a family connection. And it's like, man, you didn't need to go. You didn't need to go to school for that. Like, you know, you could, you could have got that wherever, regardless of what college you went to. Whereas yeah. someone, whereas someone who could, whereas someone who doesn't have those things could probably benefit from the resources that that a, a well-funded institution could provide to them. You know what I mean? And so, and so, um, that's one thing I definitely, I definitely noticed too about going to going to my school is that a lot of kids who I who I who I talk to or me, I'm like, you don't, you this is there's not a lot of tangible things that this education is providing for you. 
you're just here to like kind of make friends and go to parties yeah um, and i mean don't get me wrong like, that's all great like that's what college is about. yeah you're still building a network yeah. at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> right right 100 percent. you know i'm not getting i'm not gonna get mad at that but but i i do understand that there are that there are students who who don't necessarily grow up from that environment where they get a lot more out of college than just partying and and you know making friends you know yeah. what i mean they're like they they get recruitment they get they get opportunities they get research opportunities you know they mm-hmm. get they get jobs and everything like that so i get you 100 on that i get you 100 on that yeah i guess too speaking on not just the college scandal because we did hit that more kind of on the aspect i guess of elitism um it's something that it's it's kind of been brought now more of course in the college scandal happens like what actually happens at Stanford or Harvard or USC or, you know, I'm trying to think of like other big schools like Yale or Brown or whatever big institution you yeah. want to put out there, University of Michigan. Did you ever feel a sense of elitism at USC to where kids felt that they were better because of either the internships they got, um, their family's background, maybe the cars they drive, the apartments they may live in? Like, did you ever get a sense of elitism at USC or was it pretty good for the most part? um yeah yeah i did i did feel a sense of elitism um i think i think probably if i if i'm being if i'm being blunt talking about my institution specifically yeah we're like the usc is 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 a is a good school it's a it's a it's a rich kid school but it's also it's it's probably the it's not Stanford and it's not Harvard. So it's, it's a little bit, it's definitely easier to get into than those. Uh, it's still really hard to get into, but yeah, in, yeah. In, in, the, in the comparison. So the, the kids you get at, at USC are, are very, in my opinion, work hard, play hard. So mm-hmm. um, whereas they're not all about the books, like you'll, 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 you'll definitely meet way more people who are very goal and future and career minded folks than people who are academically minded. Whereas yeah. you might, you, you probably get that more out of an institution like a Harvard or an Ivy League school or, or a Stanford. And so on that, on that, on that end, um, it's not, I wouldn't consider it at least because we just, we feel like we're, we're like a poor man Stanford, to be honest. We're, okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's funny. That okay. Yeah. So in some ways that that's true, but in terms of like the people who are there and, and what we represent in, in the, in the context of the the county and city of los angeles in southern california we're like the we're we're like some of the cream of the crop in in southern california so um i i can say i've i felt that way you know i've i've had moments where i had to check myself where i had to i had to check mm. myself and i had to and i had to think about like okay i go to usc so what you know um because sometimes i think to myself like yeah i go to usc like i, I deserve this i'm entitled to this and and even going to even going to like my my film school, we're like we're number one. You know, you kids kids there think that they're the best in the world because they got in to the to the best one, and and it's like, no, you're still you still have a lot to learn. Like you, you have just a lot because, to learn, yeah, just because you got in here doesn't mean like you know you you know you're you're number one. And, and but that's what they all that's what everyone who doesn't go here tells you. They tell you, oh, you must be like really good at this or great and it's like if you were on the inside you know that there's a different that there's a different perspective that we have um yeah. but whenever when everyone's telling you you're the best you're the best eventually it it your ego. Your yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely so um so yeah I, I, it, it's it's hard it's hard you have to check yourself because if you if you keep hearing it you know you're just gonna it's gonna um it can turn you into into that elitist that maybe you des- de- de- definitely don't want to become. I know I don't want to become that, but it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's a fact. Just, you know, it's the elitism thing, I guess. I, I'm, I guess I'm wondering for yourself, did the people that you saw that kind of started buying into that, did that then hurt how they were just either kind of like post-grad how they interact with the people like is in a sense to where if you become that person did you see it kind of like then hurt them over their like college matriculation or was it like all right it's kind of normal it's fine and you kind of run with your crowd and you do what you do 
and nobody like checks you on it. Like, did you were you able to check people on when they were doing that type of stuff, or were you just say to yourself? Um, I mainly, I mainly like um, kept it to my kept it to myself um, because that that's for me that's none of my business to 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 sort of like I'm not really a confidential person. I'm not really there to like check someone on something like that. But but I will say that I definitely have met people who went to my institution who feel very entitled because they got into my institution because they may have been very very smart at my institution and maybe 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 I did great did great work in my institution and so like yeah and because of that they I've I've noticed that they they did have sort of like a arrogance to them that um that I would that I would immediately stop and say like hold on man like you gotta check yourself because you're not all that and um, and there's still a long way for us to go. Whereas people who I've noticed who don't have that mentality, where like going to USC is just like going to another school, like like a little 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 thing little thing that I noticed is like sometimes people refer to the film school as like our our our, our title, which is SCA School of Cinematic Arts. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I know there's a difference between those people and the people who just call it film school. Like, it's just film school to me. Like, there's a difference between like going to USC film school versus this is just what film school is. And I know people who put it in the category of this is just what film school is are the ones who seem to have more of a humility behind their opportunities that they have and, and, and sort of their, their trajectory of like, this is one step in, in, the bigger goals that I have. Whereas I feel like a lot of people who are in here in this box of like, I've made it and you haven't arrived. And I think, and I think that um, the only, the only treatment, the only, the best treatment for that is, is failure to be honest. Um, And everyone fails. Like even I, even me as I, even I try to check, I fail too, you know, but I, when people feel entitled, failure just hits a lot harder. It's a lot harder. Whereas, People, people who don't, who, who, who are used to failure and don't hit as hard because like, okay, I took an L, but it's okay. I'm going to bounce back. And, and it, and it just comes with the territory. Um, that's, that's the difference between those people and the, the failures hit people, hit those kind of people a lot harder than it does for people who, who are just kind of like used in some ways, like used to it, you know, like just kind of just comes with the territory, you know? Yeah. You, I, I just I love having the mentality of to where you guys, or at least you're thinking your friends, it's like, all right, this is film school. This is a place where I'm here to grow, learn. It's helping me. It's guiding me on the process where I want to go, but I haven't made it yet. I still have a lot to learn. And even when I get out, I still have a lot to learn. It's still very competitive, but it's just kind of a stepping stone and I'm learning and I'm networking and I'm getting knowledge. But this doesn't mean like, oh, I made it and I'm going to be next Spielberg and like millions are going to come and popping up. Like it's not that. Right. No, you're absolutely right. It's not the end. And that's the trick about going to us, going to USC film school specifically is because all of these great alumni come from the institution. You feel that weight. You feel that weight of, I want to be just like them. Like I want to be the next Ryan Coogler, or I want to be the next, you know, George Lucas. Like I want to, I want to be the next, you know, um, 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 Shonda Rhimes, you know, like I want to be the ne- I want to be the next because all these great people went to this school. I don't want to fall short of that, right? And so, and, and in some ways, you feel like because you get in here now, everything is set for you, and yeah. and and that's what you get when you go to a school like that. Whereas, whereas, like it it, it is it's just a stepping stone. It's not it's not the it's not the mentality of like you've arrived. And, and for a lot of people, this is their biggest achievement that they, that they have in, in whatever, whatever their ultimate careers may be. Maybe they don't end up pursuing a career in film, whatever this, yeah. get into this school is their biggest achievement. And so, and, and the ones who I realize go off and do a lot of great things, get into school is not their biggest achievement. It's one of their bigger achievements and people who treat getting into the school as like, the biggest thing you've done, I noticed the growth is a, is a lot more stunted. And then it takes a little bit of humility in order to keep the growth going, in my opinion, yeah. what I've noticed. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Shifting over and more talking towards 
I guess really more race and the way you talk. I notice, and this happens especially being a black man. If you don't talk a certain way, or even of course black women too, if you don't talk a certain way, people will say you talk white or you're so well spoken or you're not black enough. Yeah. Did you ever deal with that in high school, within college? And I guess how did you did you ever have to deal with that? How do you deal with that? Like I noticed kind of this. It's it's this weird thing to where when I ask people about it, I'm more kind of asking for myself because I dealt with it. And I'm wondering if yeah. other people have themselves and how they kind of dealt with that. No, I dealt with it too, all the time. Like that was, like you get called an Oreo, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. You know, they say you, you talk white, you know, oh, you're not, you're not really black. You're you not know? really black. You're not black enough. <laughs> like, what is, like, what does that mean? You know, yeah. and, 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 and um, in some ways, you know, we every everyone takes blame for why we're having that conversation. I, even even black folk, even black folks will tell other black folks like, "You're not you're not black enough, or you're not really black." Right? When it's your own people, yeah. you know that's tough. And, and you hear from everywhere because we, based on like media, based on you know growing up, maybe some people's environments, we get this perception on what it means to be black. And and the and the beauty, in my opinion, the the beauty of black folks is that we're we're diverse. We're diverse in how we think and how we act. We're even diverse in skin color. Like we're, yeah, yeah. We, there's many shades of black. Uh, and um, and it was it was it was something that I, I always grappled with when I was in high school a lot because I got a lot of those. I, I heard that a lot from from my friends because I didn't I didn't always I didn't talk with like a with like I was from the hood, you know. Like I I yeah. talked I talked. Normal. You, a lot of times normal, you just take you you take from either your parents um sometimes the content you watch you just kind of take like certain like you know right. you know what i mean like you just things 100%. that you pick up on it's natural yeah and, and you know my parent my my parents don't talk don't talk like that you know like my 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 parents are are um i i speak similar to my parents do or and um my parents although they they in some some ways they grew up in a different environment they they've they're very um i'm not trying to i'm not trying to say that word because i'm i'm because in some ways when i the way i say it i'm denigrating you don't want to sound demeaning right and i'm not trying to sound demeaning but my parents just talk in a way or or they or it i know i'm trying to say they assimilate more with with friends who I've met in like my private schools and things like that. They, they, they assimilate, they can assimilate more. Um, Even though we don't necessarily fit the background of a lot of those folks, we can assimilate just because on the way, like we act, we act like we fit right in. And, and I get that a lot, you know, going, going to like my private high school and, and going to, and going to um, like my institution at USF. Like I got that a lot at USC um i mean that's just how black folks talk like black like it was it like folks didn't talk like they were from the hood like everyone was always you know talk talk they talk like me and so yeah and and that was in that college was really like gave me the perspective of oh okay black black is different like black is not black is not you know stereotypical mm-hmm. like you know whatever you know um black can be a lot of a lot of different and beautiful things and and um, going to that school and even being a part of my scholarship foundation, the Jackie Robinson Foundation, um, when I just meet a lot of, I just meet black excellence like all of the time. Yeah. Um, it really, it really does shine a light on that. And, and, um, and how, and how I don't have to tolerate that kind of, those kind of comments from folks because I'm like, I'm not any less, any more or less black than someone else who talks differently than I, do, you know? Yeah. And no, I feel you even, let, let's go not just let's kind of focus more on the high school part because you did say at usc like things kind of turn around you could be yourself and people wouldn't try to like say like why are you talking like this blah blah like it was fine and people they did what they did um i guess if you could give advice to a high school student who maybe does go to a private school like you did or is in an environment to where a lot of times they get those type of comments what advice would you give them that's a great that's a that's a um that's a great question. I I think the 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 best advice I can give is 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 advice that I would give myself. Um, whenever I would come across people who, let's say I have a I say I have a, a pre 
a predisposition on how I would think they would talk or sound or, or look or act. I keep it to myself. I keep it to myself. And, and only when they actually present themselves to me. And if it's any different, because look, I'm not, because look, as humans, we all have, we all have our prejudices. We all have the way we assume people act and, and, and think. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time, those prejudices are proven wrong because people, everyone is different and not everyone is going to act the way you think they are. And when that person presents their self to you mm-hmm. as, as different, then you put that in, you put that in the back of your head and say, oh, they're not blah, 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 blah. Oh, that must mean that the way I thought that these people like this are must not be true or people are different. And I think for me, I always took it as an opportunity for growth. Whenever I had a, whenever I had an opinion on how I thought someone would talk or sound and they didn't sound like that, that was my opportunity to realize, oh, these people who I, who I put in a box, the box is like bigger than that, or it's not like that. So I would, I would say, keep all those, keep all those comments to yourself and actually like judge someone based on, based on who they are and and what you see up front and, and take that as a lesson that not everyone who looks a particular type of way or, or, or comes from a particular community acts a specific type of way, as you may have seen in TVs or move TV shows or movies, you know? Yeah, no, it's just, I guess it's always fascinating hearing people's opinions or their answers, because like I said, I dealt with it. Um, but just seeing like you have to kind of, I'm going to say grow out a bit, but you have to like be fine within yourself and stay self-aware and not always try to lash out or think, yo, what's wrong with me? Because then your your life, then you're going to be going all over the place, like thinking like, what's wrong with me? It's like, no, this is how you are and act yourself, be yourself. You know what I mean? hundred percent, hundred I guess this is one of more like the last like big advice questions. And, you know, hopefully if any parents listening, um, really any sons <laughs> or daughters, like, and this doesn't have to be for the Bay Area and private schools. This can be private schools anywhere. Um, and like I said, like all private schools are different. So I don't want to like put them all in the same box. You know what I mean? But right. I guess what advice would you give to a parent or a son who, or a daughter who's about to attend a, a private school? Like as far as, especially if they're African-American or they're Hispanic and they probably, or they're looking, they're about to be baby the minority. Like what tactical advice would you give them before they enter that space one one thing that that benefited me a lot is is um instead of me trying to assimilate which in some ways i did try to assimilate i always banked on myself and that's how i got a lot of opportunity and when i was just unapologetically myself um that's people gravitated towards, towards me. Um, and if you go in, whoever you are, like, I don't, I don't care if you're someone who is nerdy or if you're an athlete or if you're into bit or if you're into video games or if you're into sports or if you're into reading or science, what, or if you're into film, whatever you're into, be, be yourself, like be, be 100% yourself because that gives people an opportunity to learn more about the diversity of you and the diversity of other people of color. And, um, and um, I think that, I think that that will, that will take you farther than anything. Whereas you go into an environment, you, you look at people and you say, I want to be like them. I want to be like them. No, 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 no. They're they're there to meet people like you. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're they're all because they're going to private school and they're hoping to get a world-class education and they're hoping to 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 expand their mind and, 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 and resources. And so they also need to know that there are people out there who look like you, who talk like you, who walk like you, who act like you. And if and if you act like them and you're not them, then you're going to also deprive them of an opportunity for them to expand their mind and expand their framework and how they, and how they see the world. And so, um, 
any 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 kid out there who who's who's looking around and, and seeing how they're different from everybody else cool that's great be yeah. different keep your lane you'll find you'll make your friends you know high school's high school's still the same you still got your kids who, who you still got your kids who are going to make fun of folks and you still got your kids who are who are going to be more popular than others but don't worry about all that find your people stick in your lane and thrive in your lane and 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 parents who are who may be worried about, you know, their kids and, and maybe their lane isn't them. And, you know, maybe their lane is the maybe their kid isn't going to be the jock, right? Maybe your kid's not going to be captain of the football team, yeah. right? But that doesn't, but don't worry about that. Just make sure that you're, that you're, that you, you give your, your kid an environment where they can find their people and, um, and they can thrive within that. Um, it's, it, it, no, every school is different. Um, but but that's probably the best thing you can probably do. And and if you don't find in high school, even if you go to a private school, there's still always college. If you want, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, you got there. another like four. You can do you can do bachelor's, master's, whatever you want to do. You got like a you got your whole life ahead of you. So don't right. Don't try to get so depressed between the ages of fourteen to eighteen as far as what's going on in your life. You know what I mean? Um, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So no, that's a great answer. And even to that, you know, if you do, I always try to tell kids, if you don't go to that private school or whatever, like you can still do great things. Like I think we have this weirdly, like, and I think parents do this sometimes too often. They put like the middle school and high school too much. Like they invest like almost to where it's like, oh my God, if my kid doesn't go here, they're not going to do X, Y, and Z. That's so not true. Uh, Go on, go on. No, I was was going to say, I met bozos from private schools. I met bozos from public schools. I've met people who aren't that smart that come from privileged backgrounds and have a lot of money with their parents. So I'm just always big on like, be proud and stay in your lane of like where you come from and where you've been at. Like, don't have this perception of like, I have to do X, Y, and Z, especially at such a young age of things you can't, you can't control and use it to your benefit. You know what I mean? Like be self-aware, use your, your, whatever you are, your perspective is different than somebody else's and that can give you advantage in whatever you do. A hundred percent, a hundred. You're absolutely right about that. And, and, you know, on that note about public versus private, like the truth is like, I benefited a lot from it, from going to a private school, but I always knew in the back of my head, um, whatever, the opportunities that I had at my, at my school should, should be opportunities that every, every institution should be able to have. And, and that's why I care a lot about education because I'm I want to work towards a, a future where parents don't have to like have to choose between sending their kids to the 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 not so great public school down the street versus trying to send them trying to put all their life savings to send them to the private school because mm-hmm. there's such a discrepancy there that they feel like they have to. I don't I want to live in a world where they don't have to have to make those decisions. And it and it's it, it's it's tough, but the best thing you can do is is make the most of whatever opportunities you are given, regardless yeah. of this at a public institution or private. No, we can't all we can't all like you know pick the cards we're dealt, but um, but we can we can try to make the most out of every opportunity we get. So yeah, no, that's real. All right, so I want to like shift over quick hitters. Let's get a few out the way. Like these are kind of just more cool. fun questions. Just wondering kind of like who you are as a person. First off, what's your favorite place to eat? um it's this place called um la victoria's taqueria um it's in san jose they got a couple spots anyone who's in the bay need to go to la Vix, get their carne asada fries that's my favorite place to eat to be honest Um, okay yeah all right definitely (laughs) next time in the bay i'll definitely try to check that out um if you could have a conversation with any person dead or alive who would it be man um dead or alive um, I definitely want to talk to, um, this change has changed, but I, I definitely want to talk to Malcolm X, um, because he was, I just feel, I just feel like people don't listen to him enough. And we, we have our, we have our like communist or like, even people like MLK, like, I feel like I've seen a lot about MLK, but I, I definitely want to talk to Malcolm X and, and, and I would love to see how maybe he's changed his perspective on the way the world, the world is, you know, um, cause he's definitely was influence, 
influence to American history just as much as African-American history. So that's changed mm. over time. But now my answer is Malcolm X for sure. Okay, that's dope. What's a city you would love to visit in the near future? In the near future? Um, post-pandemic. <laughs> post-pandemic? I've yeah, post-Corona. I, I want to go to Chicago. I've been to Chicago. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, definitely Chicago. But um, okay. I... I would say New Orleans, but I've already been there and it was great. I definitely need to go back post pandemic, but yeah. uh, Chicago is on the new one on the list where I want to, I want to visit. Okay. That, that's dope. Okay. So I got, I got two more questions. The first one okay. is what is something most people don't know about you? Um, most people don't know that um, I can play ping pong. I can play ping pong. Hmm. So um, I have my own ping pong table. I'm not, I'm, I'm good ping pong, but I'm not like great. But I, I, if, if anyone has, is an average skill level, I can definitely beat you in ping pong. That's what most people don't know about me. <laughs> All right. Um, the last question is who would be a good guest on this podcast? Who would be a Ooh. good guest on the privileged black kids podcast? Ooh. Um, I have a I have a buddy. His name is Joshua Smith. Also goes by Clarence the Kid. He's one of I don't want to just feed you SC people, but he's someone yeah. who who I think would be a great guest. And and or my buddy Emmanuel Heke, who went to the other school. I'm not going to mention. He he does this program called Unassociated, where um, he talks a lot about growing up and and being a man of being a black man of faith in college and as a young adult, um, he definitely has a very interesting perspective on on being black and, and everything like that. So anyway, those are people who'd be great people for your podcast. Okay, I like that. <laughs> definitely send me, send me their Instagrams. Like, let me check them out, you know, see what's going on. Maybe I can get them on the podcast sometime. Um, but honestly, man, like, thank you, Ellis, like for coming on this podcast because getting these things together, I've actually, for people who don't like know, I have a lot of anxiety like before these episodes because mm. people sometimes will think with the podcast episode is like, what's the hardest thing? Is it recording? Is it editing? Is it marketing? It's always scheduling. It's always the beforehand <laughs> of knowing if the person is actually going to show up or reschedule. Like I literally this morning, so I woke up and you know, when you kind of wake up and you like check your phone, but you're kind of still asleep. I had a text right. from somebody. And for a second, I thought it was you saying, Hey, I had to reschedule. And I was like, Oh my God, but it was actually totally, it was something else. Like it's like the anxiety or the fear of like, oh, somebody reschedules or I can't get this podcast done. It's, it's tough. So thank you for being here, coordinating with me on this and just, and just being here. Yeah. We play it close to the best. I, I, I forgot to shoot you a text an hour before saying, Hey, are we still on? You hit me one in about 40 minutes. And I, I felt like, oh man, I didn't, I haven't talked to this guy in a minute. Like I need to make sure he knows. I'm still going to be there on, on time for the podcast. So anyway, I'm glad we got that figured out. I'm glad I could sort of un- get rid of some of those anxieties that yeah, you have. Uh, sometimes. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Privileged Black Kids. If you like that episode of Privileged Black Kids, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Follow our guest on, on Instagram at Jamal underscore Sutton. I'll post the link also to his LinkedIn account and his website in the description if you want to reach out to him. Um, follow us on Instagram at Privileged Black Kids Podcast. Again, at Privileged Black Kids Podcast. Thank you guys so much for love and support. And thank you guys for listening to that episode of Privileged Black Kids.